Hello friends, this is John Connor III, and today we are going to review Excalibur, the 1988 volume, volume 1, issue 6. So let's get to it, to it, to it. I'm pretty sure this has must. Oh, and thank you to Francisco for providing the theme song to the podcast. Appreciate it. And you. And before I rudely interrupt to myself, I am pretty sure this was the very first issues of Inferno I've ever read and was just like, okay, this is a good courtesy edition. And then reading the other issues, I'm like, oh, I don't know what the heck's going on. And of course, Excalibur doesn't show up in any of the other issues of Inferno. You know, not even in the background. You don't see any mannequins. Spoilers. Um, but, but you know, it was nice that Chris Claremont brought good buddy Alan Davis over. This is definitely issue six of one of my favorite ongoing titles of all time. I own every single issue of Excalibur. I own all the spin-offs and one-offs and special editions and mini series negative one issues uh oversized comics like they they did their best to make Excalibur a thing <clears throat> and then the nineties hit the title rather hard but Excalibur, my longest, or the only ongoing series I own every issue of, or at least the longest running series I own every issue of, because, you know, I imagine a lot of people are like, well, I own all seven issues of this. Like, oh, yeah, very impressive. Sorry, your comic series ended at 7. Back in the 90s, it was like a requirement. Like, everyone gets 12 issues. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, Spider-Man spinoff, the slingers and how they they did 12 issues and that was always a big moment back when like 12 issues are big 25 issues and oh speaking of which 75th episode of shadow and flame of magic how exciting is that we got here pretty fast but i'm pretty proud of myself for committing to 75 episodes and hopefully everyone's been enjoying the ride. Appreciate everyone um, sending encouraging words. Appreciate that. So let's get to the comic finally. <clears throat> so this is a near mint edition. <clears throat> uh, this would have cost you a dollar fifty because Excalibur. Oh, I should mention how Oh Golly Oh Gosh Oh Wow podcast is a fantastic podcast. I reviews every issue of Excalibur and for 125 plus weeks so they definitely cover this issue but they reviewed in one of the latest episodes about how their one of their episodes about how this wasn't really an X title like it was managed always by a different editor <clears throat> but since Chris Claremont wrote it you know he knew what was going on so he allowed the title to crossover and such but that's just interesting like the management styles of it all <clears throat> so a hundred nope a dollar fifty us 200 cans it was comic code approved the cover is very much the cast being 
demonized. Uh, Kitty has gray skin. Her fingernails are ripping through her glove. Rachel is red and demonish. Kurt is drooling at the mouth. Captain Britain's all in white. And Megan, probably the closest to what she actually looks like in the comic, but very goblin-possessed. This comic came out in August of 1989. Home. Remember that in Big Love when they switched the, the theme song to that for the fourth season? And, I don't know, whenever my wife and I hear the word home, we have to repeat it going, home. Remember Big Love, everyone? That was a moment in time. Word never had much meaning for Rachel Summers. Crammed full to the bursting with memories that no, that make no sense. Of worlds and times that can't possibly exist or once did or never will. So, she doesn't bother with what was, only what is. The life she's living, her friends, the teammates of Excalibur, her family... Images jumbled, crashing, banging through her skull, smashing peace from sleep. <clears throat> we see the lighthouse. We see Rachel sleeping. We see the memories haunting her. Jean in her X-Factor suit. Madeline Pryor in her Goblin Queen. Nazir. Green Nazir. Reaching for baby Nathan, who's crying. All the major players bound to her by blood. Ripped by pain. Aching with need. Shrieking crystal shattering screams that refuse to be denied until at last and Rachel opens her eyes screaming Mom Nathan Stanley presents Excalibur Goblin Knight and she just rips through the and it's a beautiful double page spread or at least the top of the double pages and then we see the bottom we check into the whole cast. But it's a beautiful Alan Davis Who's the anchor on this? Neary? I don't know, I should have just gone to that part and then uh, started reading it aloud. But the Phoenix Force is just in full effect. <clears throat> Writer, Claremont. Penciler, Davis. Inker, Neary. Colorist, Oliver. Letter, Orchardowski. Enter. Like the the written one letter down from each so it's D by enter A, enter V, enter I. So I don't know. The word editor threw me off, as did letter. Uh Kavanaugh, Boss, Defalgo. <clears throat> Which I was uh, I keep thinking about Tom or Ordovich and Glennis Oliver and just how legendary they are as um a letter and colorist respectively and you know, like, unfortunately, being a letter and colorist in comics, like, it's one of those things where, like, a score in a movie where, unless it's bad, you don't really pay attention to it, or beautiful, where you want to comment on it, but, you know, they, without a letter or colorist, well, I guess it'd be a black and white comic and silent, which, you know, it's big, especially, like, halfway through, I've already read, like, so many captions, <clears throat> and this is 89, like, Tom Chekovich is still just writing these letters on the page. Right. Just going through a real, like, appreciate your letters and colors, everyone. <clears throat> in a ways. Third floor, the room Rachel shares with Shadowcat. 
Oh, and I'm going to post four images when I promote this. Uh, so I think I have to drop one for Twitter tomorrow when I promote it. But so you see these images at shout, nope, at SNFWM. The end all spelled out on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to follow that account. Post that, those images once he come up. But Lockheed's in four panels. So I got to figure out which one of them I'm going to drop for the cover panel. But figure it out. Probably keep this one, though. Oh, I guess maybe we'll figure it out live. And so it's pretty awesome. So we're going to follow the cast. But as Rachel had shot through the lighthouse, Brian's lighthouse, I should mention. <clears throat> Ray, what are you? And then she thinks to herself, telekinetic power tearing at me. And poor Lockheed's flip upside down. He goes, <clears throat> probably a horrible Lockheed impression. Fourth floor, Captain Britain and Megan. Oh, yeah, because the first and second floors, I guess, are like their basements, right? Or do they have basements below? No, no, I think they really used the first and second floor. <clears throat> and Brian and Megan wake up as Rachel had gone straight through their bed. Fifth floor, Nightcrawler. And Kurt's like jump, like leaping away from it. And, I, and Kurt... Ugh. And Alan Davis is giving them all like very fun jammies. Brian sleeps in pants. Megan's in lingerie. Lingerie, right? Yeah. And Kurt's in some type of like full body thing with like a deep V neck, but then like pants as well, which I can imagine that Telho he has figured out by now. And Kurt comments about he hasn't heard <clears throat> a scream like that since when Gene died on the moon, which is like a pretty nice reminder of like Kurt's been around for a while. <clears throat> and also he, know, he knew her mom. And Phoenix. And Rachel has promised to always keep Nathan safe, so she is on her way to keep him safe. <clears throat> then we get a cool visual of Floor looking through the sky. So it's Brian and Megan looking at Kurt. Oh, and Kurt's jammies are white, which really accent his blue. Brian sleeps in green jammy pants and Megan's in red lingerie because, of course, she is. And so now Kurt joins them on third. And then immediately I'm like, wait a second. No, no. He joins them on fourth. And then they go down to three. And they're worried about Kitty. But Kurt's like, well, she, her, at this point, she's her natural state to be intangible. So she should be safe. Which Kitty says, yeah. That's what I figured. <clears throat> and this one will probably keep two. But it's Kitty, because when Rachel felt Nathan's baby cry, she was naturally thinking about baby. And so we get a very funny panel. Well, funny for us. Kitty looks unamused. But Kitty is inside a giant adult size baby carriage. Holding Lockie like he was a plush animal, which I wish I had a Lockie plush animal. Which isn't fair. My wife got me a purple plushy uh, dragon, and I adore it. But, you know, it has, like, rainbow ears and something but to tell. I mean, I love it, but, you know, it's not a classic pure purple dragon. 
<clears throat> so I did see one on Etsy that was like, hey, it's lucky. And then I did like an image search and you saw a bunch of, no, no, no. It was the reviews on the Etsy where it was a bunch of ladies dressed as Kitty Pride holding him for their cosplay. And I'm like, oh, like imagine the Comic-Con where they all meet each other and they all go like, hey. And they're like, hey, do you order from the roaming peddlers? I was like, heck yeah, I did. You order yours? It's like, heck yeah, the roaming peddlers at Etsy.com. And pretty sure only has, as of October 26, 2023, two of them left. And they're $45, and they are pretty cute. There's at least four cosplayers. One of them is a gentleman. With a Colossus companion. Living the dream those two are. Good for them. So Kitty is non-plot. Oh, and she's wearing a green diaper. Like a cloth diaper. And Lockheed's like, glip. Which is also a horrible Lockheed impression. I'm not committing to it. And Kurt's like, what? These are the clothes I was wearing. My favorite... Aaron Kerrigan for crying out loud. After Ray's TK power got done rearranging the Marco structures, Meg is like, but why? It's my fairy impression. <clears throat> when she first met her baby brother right after he was born, baby brother? Long story later. Anyway, she established a mind link with him so she'd know whenever he was in trouble. Figured. That's what set her off. Baby yelled for help, and off she's gone to the rescue. Probably didn't realize as she left how she was dressing me. <clears throat> and now the kitty's standing up like, I don't know, like... It was like a baby shirt, but now it's like showing a lot of like stomach off. And so now they're like, what do we... Oh, and Brian's concerned because Rachel has the power of the phoenix. So she could be a huge threat, which Kitty's like, Ray isn't her mom. I hope, I pray, she thinks. And then we get Lockheed just floating. And this will probably be the panel that I do drop because he's just a tiny little purple here with wings. But that's how you can tell Lockheed's in the room. So Kurt decides that they will go find Rachel. they got to be going to New York. He also notices Megan's wearing lingerie that doesn't suit her. But she's doing it for Brian, who doesn't even notice. Which is like, that's not fair. You don't know what they were like an hour ago when they were getting ready for bed. He has no idea. No, he is in the apartment above him, and the lighthouse is very tight quarters, so maybe he does know what they were doing an hour ago. And, oh, oh yeah, so Brian's commenting, like, Kitty, if she can't properly control, she can, just fine. Evidence suggests otherwise. Go after her. Where? Thought Flash, New York. How do we follow? Oh, yeah. And so this is how, and Kurt's like, we're going. Uh, you guys are flying. Is everyone get dressed? Be ready in an hour, because Kurt is the leader of Excalibur. Brian thinks he is. Which I always like the idea that Brian's the face of Excalibur, like... When um, Officer, I think he's in this issue, right? Because I want to say it's Tom something, but 
Also, I feel like it's a pun on something else. Oh, day. Day's the... Man, what a memory. It's Day Thomas is his name. Day's D-I-D-A-I. So, uh, Brian gives an explanation mark as a response. Kitty says, what made him so mad? She had some type of purple jacket on, but now I'm not sure where where did Kurt get that from? Is it a bed sheet? Oh, maybe it's the sheet from Brian's destroyed bed? Because that's purple, too. And then Lockie responds with a question mark, which is super cute. So, London. Elston Station, British Rail's primary gateway to the northern Norfolk of England. And so, Commander Day of Scotland Yards meeting Brigadier Alastair Stewart, who is Alastair Stewart's brother, or sister, and and so they were, the siblings work for Who, as their both names are part of uh, or Doctor Who for Bert Brigadier Stewart. And Who stands for Weird Happenings Organization, which is a clear homage to Doctor Who. Because <coughs> it's a very British comic. <coughs> very British. And so they're there to show him a train that magically showed up. It is a Nazi train from England, which is not great. We meet Dr. Alistair Stewart, <clears throat> and to make things worse, because it's a Nazi symbol, but with a British coloring, which is not great, and made worse by Nazi Mariah McTaggart and Nazi Callisto. 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 And what could these be about? I don't know. Horrible. But if you want people to hate a person pretty quickly, make them a Nazi. <laughs> so then we see Rachel in space, because the fastest way to New York is to go up to space and then down. <clears throat> and then she's getting to the Empire State Building. She's seeing all the demons. And then she sees her mom wearing a very sexy Goblin Queen uniform. She's like, Mom, it's me, Rachel. And Madeline Pryor's like, foolish girl. The Goblin Queen claims one child as her own. And he isn't you. And then, yow. Yow. Like, Goblin blasts Rachel away. And Rachel's just, like, fluttering around. Demons catch her and throw her into the side of a building. And then she just melts into it. Which is scary, as you would think with the power of the Phoenix. Someone couldn't do that. Meanwhile, Mid-Atlantic. <clears throat> Think we'll die of cold eight, old age before we get there? Catching. I'm sorry, Shadowcat. Megan. Oh, oh, it's Brian. So I'm sorry, Shadowcat. Megan, my speed is limited by the physical punishment you and Nightcore can endure. As it is, this might be a frightful, miserable trip. Which present day kitty would be like, well, let me just phase you, me and Megan. Oh, oh, yeah. Because Captain Britain's flying with Kurt. Sit like sitting on his shoulders, legs below Brian's chin. <clears throat> and then Megan is doing the classic 
one arm under her knees, one arm behind Kitty's back. And Kitty, is, oh yeah, and Kurt and Kitty are both wearing these very cute brown jackets. <clears throat> and by brown boots, like, you know, they're, they're dressed for these high winds. And Kurt's like, let's settle the things. We have to get back our, our blackbird. It's a horrible German accent. Nightcrawler? No, come on. Oh, wait. Uh-oh, Megan's saying it. And Kitty's, like, whispering, No, come on, Meg, don't. It's okay. Really? All right, really. Kitty has a rather urgent problem. Send up a flare, why don't you? Tell the whole flaming world. And that car is like, pit stop. Why didn't you, uh, before we left? I did, that was four hours ago. Well, couldn't you, er, phase? Captain, that's disgusting. And it really is. And it's also not really considered to Megan. Like, and this is like a younger kitty pride, though. Like, can you, you know, pee, phase, like, concentrate on peeing, but also concentrate on phasing? Well, maybe it'd be super easy if you're just naturally phase. Anyways, you don't want to be peeing. And everyone just knows what you're doing. Like, hey, Megan, like, slow down a little. Like, no, we all know what you're doing and what you just did. And so they see a ship, so they start heading down there, and Kitty's thinking, I'm so embarrassed, I want to die, I want to kill them all. Hurry, please, hurry, before I burst. Man, this title is just so great. Like, the art's great, the writing's great, the coloring, the lettering. Like, no, like, no wonder someone with, like, three doctorates would, like, dedicate years to their lives making a podcast that Connor Horizon. So they all land, they're asking if they can use the bathroom. The fellows on the ship are very much liking Megan. Well, I mean, it's not like she's a sexy outfit or anything. Like, it's yellow. It's a bathing suit with pants, essentially. Same way that we're viewing, but I guess, you know, she's a tall blonde, maybe. And so Kitty goes into their restroom, and it is disgusting. Good inks here by Neary that's like get providing all the shadows. And there's some pinup art. And it's just like, you, like, Kitty doesn't want to go in there. And then Captain Britain's just walking the tank and the ship. And okay, I guess I was going to call it a tanker, but what do I know about ships? Unless it's battleships. And then I just know there was our four pegs. <clears throat> and. All these guys are all saying yum, 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 which is weird. But Meg is picking up on their sensations, and so she's becoming even more beautiful. Because like, when Kurt finds her attractive, she turns blue because she's an empath, amongst her other powers. <clears throat> and finally, Kurt has to like, save Megan and be like, like, you jerks, get away from her. And then Brian's finally like, uh, Megan, are you? And Kurt's like, she's fine. And thinks, no thanks to you. We're through here, Camadon. Let's be on our way. And then this time, Megan's carrying Kurt, just like how she carried Kitty. And then Kitty's phasing up. Hey, Nightcrawler, what gives? She's my ride. And all the guys are like, come back anytime. And then Captain Burton being awkward is like, so, or, uh, Kitty, do you, uh, um, don't ask, not now, 
Nat Ever. And I believe and it looks like Captain Britain's also carrying her the classic style. Manhattan. And Rachel is about to succumb to the wall, but she still has one hand out. We had her face showing. And then she finally gets her other hand out, gets her whole body out, she's squeezing her just and then she's finally free and she falls down to a bride and groom. Um store <clears throat> and Rachel's trying to get her bearings and then her hand reaches out need a hand yeah thanks appreciate it maybe you can tell me what the heck is happening the Atlantic oh yeah so they're all carrying in the traditional fashion and Kurt's talking to Megan about what the sailors were saying and then she is turning blue before the sympathy Empathy he's saying her way. <clears throat> and then in a moment, she's having a real crisis of like, is there even a Megan if all I do is change all the time? Like, who am I for real? And then all of a sudden she goes, oh my goodness, and almost drops Kurt as she sees the Empire State Building, which has like grown in size. As you can just see all the demons and the clouds and just the cities painted in red. <clears throat> Manhattan, it's, it sure is. Uh, guys, you figure maybe this situation is a trifle out of our league? Holy ghost, amen. We're here, kitchen. We may be needed. We can't simply fly away. So they get closer. They're dodging demons. And then all of a sudden, Megan says, If they're close, oh, if they close in on us, Meg, we may have to run. Whatever for. Megan? There's nothing here to be afraid of. And she just throws Kurt at demons who catch him. And we see Nazir's like, What have we here? How delightful. A new recruit. Another moth eager to immolate herself in Inferno's flame. There's a full page comic book catalog here, but I can't tell whose comics these are. But they offer comics and posters and calendars galore. Well, maybe it's East Coast Comics because they get the ads for the next page, but methinks it's someone else's. Right for our large sewing two page catalog filled with comics posters holiday special. Uh oh. Oh man they should have bought in it, but it's for American comics in Gainesville, Virginia. <clears throat> and Kurt's like, Mega, no. I am Najir. My goal is to rule this paltry orb, the earth. Do you wish to help me? Yes, please. Splendid. This will hurt. I don't mind, and she's already turning red to match Nazir's redness. Even better. And Kurt's like, no, Megan! And then if a school magnificent, never have I feasted on so radiant a soul. Behold, mortal, the goblin princess. It's a real shame the goblin princess and the goblin queen don't find each other. I don't believe they do. <clears throat> I mostly remember the Brian and Kitty subplot of this issue. And now the demons are trying to rip out. I'm like, 
it's your turn now. And we see under the brown jacket and pants that Kurt's wearing his classic red and black suit, because of course he is. Which part makes more sense, because it's uh, unstable Mario cool, so he can... It's probably just was warm enough. <clears throat> but probably for the winds, he probably did want the jacket to be safe. So he's jumping out of their way as they're t- keeping his clothes. He still has the brown pants and boots, though. Probably the boots keeping the pants on. So he's on the ledge of the balcony, and he just decides to backflip off of it, and it'll just work out. And then he starts bouncing from demon to demon to demon as he's like fleeing to the ground. Which is a pretty awesome sequence. Then I guess he reaches for a flagpole. And then it's just like. He just ripped right through the flag. And the pole stays. So I don't know why he didn't grip it better. And then he just like flat on his back. Just like knocked out. And he's like. His thoughts before he passes out are. Oh. 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 Hurt all over. Inside out. Ignore it man. Oh, and then like the pieces of American flag are scattered around him, but because it's red, white, and well, I guess you don't see the blue, but all the red makes you think maybe it could be blood. So it's a fun, you know, getting around the sensors by showing it. Oh, pick yourself up, move, can't, nothing works. Who's there? Rachel. And we see Rachel is a mannequin, bid swap with the mannequin. She's all grins and staring blankly forward and in a wedding dress. Why is she just standing there? Why is she smiling? Why won't she help? And great use of a black panel to show that he's knocked out. Further uptown. <clears throat> and the fam- this uh, couple are running away from a car that's trying to eat them. Because they were jaywalking. Things are no less crazy. And then Kitty phases them through. So the, the, oh, it's a police car. Oh, that's why he's trying to arrest them for jaywalking. <clears throat> but tonight the poor devil is just going to have to go hungry. That's called phasing. It's what I do. I'm ready, Shadow Cat. And then he punches the police car and destroys it completely. Not too shabby. This isn't engine oil. Merciful heavens, this is blood. And then a couple runs away. And we see Megan has dropped. Poor darling. You sound so shocked. Bless my soul. Oh, geez. Why do I have a very bad feeling about this? And we see the Goblin Queen has landed in front of the movie theater. Megan, what happened to you? Hardly anything at all, my sweet. Com- compared to what I've been store for you. Cap, look out. Movie film, animated, alive, just like the police car. Hang on, Cap, I'll phase you free. And before she can, the movie, the movie film. Who's that character from Home Movies? Fendon? It's Brendan and... Starts with an F. But no one likes him. But he always refers to it as his movie film camera. How precious I have you forever. You will never leave me again, nor ever love another. And the abyss awaits whoever dares take you from me. Spit and bother. Film yanked him out of reach. And then the theater closed, like slammed shut. Hmm. 
Considering Meg's threat, following their trail directly may not be the most brilliant of stratagems. And now Kitty's in her proper Excalibur outfit, the blue sweater, light um, blue tights, domino mask. So who needs the front door when any old way will suffice? Wait, bad move, Pride. Something else wrong, she shouts. And the panel is incredible because as she's phasing, it's like solid her hair down to the right corner that gets all split up and broken up. <clears throat> and she's just face on the dirt sand, desert sand. <coughs> Where the heck am I? And pleh is P-E-U-I explanation mark. So I guess that is the sound. People, pleasantry, Afghanistan's. I thought this was a movie theater. Wearing designer shades, 100 buck haircuts, all American faces. Oh, terrific. Look at me, will ya? Why everyone looks so scared. Can't be of me. And Kitty looks like Rambo. Like she has uh, camouflage pants, brown military boots, a black tank top, tank top, the TRPs, and a blue bandana around her forehead. And then we see Brian. Wearing pretty much the same outfit, but shirtless, and a brown belt, and Freddy Krueger left glove, a giant gun in his right hand with a buzz saw component, and a, on his belt he has an axe dangling and a knife in the other one, so he is prepared for a fight. Oh, and his bandana is red around his forehead. So, girl, you would challenge the might of the Goblin Queen. Kitty thinks I had to ask. That's Brian. Has changed as loony as Megan. There is but one penalty for just transgression. My most joyful duty as her champion is to execute it by executing you. Which is just a fun turn of phrase. Next, Goblin Dawn. And this the Sword Strokes letter page has letters from David Johnson from Inan, Oklahoma. Ron Reaver from Carbondale, Illinois. Darlene Dixon, no address given. So no address taken. Tad Chamberlain, also no address given. John Marshall of Dover, Ohio. Who also gives his straight address. And it'd be fun to maybe... I mean, now I'm going to go because I remember buying these... Well, I was probably in college, but still thinking letter writing was beyond me. But now I'm like, oh, we should write a letter. Which I bet some people do write letters, and the whoever's at the house now is like, ugh. Richard Manson from Tampa, Florida wrote a letter. Sean Rollett also not providing. Oh, no address on letter yet again. That'd be so fun. Will Hartsoe from Queen City, Texas. Sean Lores, no address given. Oh, I'm sorry. This covers a wraparound. Oh, no, no, no. It just has a, a back cover art piece of, it's not the Technic, is it? No, because Gatecrusher is not there. Oh, it's like the Royal Flush Gang from the arcade arc. But it's not the Royal Flush Gang because that's a DC game. But it's the Alice in Wonderland people. So not bad extra content there. And so that was Excalibur issue six from 1989, but from the 88 volume. 
And next issue will be next week. We will cover Excalibur seven, but we will also be covering Realm of X three because it had magic. Shadow Kate was in Miss Marvel, <clears throat> but for just one panel, no speaking lines. So I was like, probably can skip that one. <clears throat> and then Kitty Pride was referenced in Dark X Men. Three when uh, Creeper is talking to Faint and she's talking about how Madeline's dark Jean Grey and there's a dark Nightcrawler so who's Faint? Is she a dark Kitty Pride? And that was pretty fun. I covered those this week on if you go to my Wednesday uh, and I comment way too much on Twitter, so it'd probably be harder to find. But my tweets from the 25th of October posted some images. I try to do like real quick, you know, 122 re- character reviews, but sometimes I get way too carried away. Like Uncanny Spider Man 2, which was my favorite comic of the week, had Kurt as Spider Man, had Silver Sable. And she keeps grabbing his tail throughout the comic and is very adorable. And I hope they animate that because that will, because I just want more Kurt and Silver Sable action in the world. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> uh oh, and then Uncanny X Men Annual 9 for our Loki final uh, <clears throat> coverage. So that should be a pretty full week. But thank you, everyone, for making 75 issue episodes possible. Appreciate everyone listening along the way. And if you will tell a friend to listen and subscribe and leave a review, appreciate that. And you can follow me. Oh, yeah, my Twitter, YouTube, Blue Sky, Instagram is all Jacko S-I-I-I. And you can always follow the blog at ShadowandFlameWithMagic.com. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk at you next time. Bye.